It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Atlanta Magic have won the NBA draft lottery. We've gone over where the roster sits now. There's only one way we can conclude this week, and that's going over the actual prospects the Magic might be picking from. We've talked about them a little bit. We'll talk about them a whole lot more in the future. But today, we introduce you to the big three that the Magic could take number one. It's time for a Friday edition of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic. Your daily Orlando Magic Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is May 20th, 2022. My name is Philip Ross Reich. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to go over the three guys that the Magic are very likely picking from uh, with the number one pick in the 2022 NBA draft. We're going to do very brief introductions to Paolo Bancaro, Jabari Smith, and Chet Holmgren. We'll talk about some of the strengths and weaknesses, the reasons why the Magic should take them, the reasons why the Magic shouldn't, and we'll let you decide because we've got five weeks to figure this whole thing out. So we're going to start diving into some of the draft prospects here, talk about the big three as the Magic prepare for the draft. But before we do any of that, we want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, whether it's on your way home from work, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day Every day, remember this great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA, plus several other sports. Check out our friends at Locked On Lightning after the big game on uh, on Thursday. On Thursday, um, the hell of a game from the Lightning. Um, check them out wherever you download podcasts. Search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So. The Orlando Magic have the first overall pick in the draft, and, and this is a, a a very unique kind of draft. Um, you know, it, it's a draft that's long been considered, at least from what I count, um, certainly not as strong as last year's draft, or considered as strong as last year's draft from top to bottom. Um, probably not as strong as next year's draft from top to bottom. Certainly, some of the top guys next year's draft um, are considered to be. Very good players, especially Victor Wenbanyama and, and Scoot. Um, but this year's draft is still pretty good. Um, for the Magic to be in the top three in this year's draft, you know, look, they, they're probably not getting a Shaq. They're probably not getting a, 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 a player of that magnitude, certainty, um, a true generational talent. But look, they're still going to get someone really good and someone that could still lead them to uh, to to a higher place than they've been for the last decade. 
Um, look, these are still very, 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 very good players um, who are capable of leading their teams and being being star and core players moving forward. And of course, I will always point out, um, it is a good point of one of my writers at Orlando Magic Daily is preparing to make this point as well. There are some really good players that aren't taken number one. You look at the current uh, NBA draft, uh, current teams left in the final, uh, left in the playoffs. Luka Doncic was picked third. Jason Tatum was picked third. That, that's that's the highest. You know, Victor Oladipo is coming off the bench for Miami with the second pick, as a second pick. Having number one pick doesn't guarantee you anything, but you do get the best pick of the litter, at least what's considered the best best pick um, at the time. So they're still really good players, and and, and you, you know, I said throughout the whole pre lottery process that I felt really comfortable with seven guys in this draft, but I won't lie. There were three that were clearly heads and tails above all of them. There's a fourth that I thought might be able to sneak in there, um, but it's probably a tier below. And then those other three guys are, are really nice role players, but probably not the star player that the Magic need. The Magic with this first pick are going to get a star player, or a player that should be able to develop and have the talent to become a star player. So let's start with the guy who has quickly become the I wouldn't say consensus, but he is the betting favorite um, to be the number one pick. And, and honestly, if I, if the Magic had to make a pick tomorrow, I get the feeling that this is who they pick. But with Auburn forward Jabari Smith. Jabari Smith is a 6'10 forward. I've come to compare Rashard Lewis. Um, I, I, I really, his game reminds me a lot of Rashard Lewis. Good athleticism. Um, really kind of fast, which he moves really, really, really well. Um, and, and he is a knockdown shooter. He's a guy, to, I, I, I've joked with plenty of people. I was telling people this at the draft party. When I watch Jabari Smith Jr., I see Rashard, Seattle Rashard Lewis's athleticism with Orlando Rashard Lewis and, and scoring. Um, Smith, was, Smith was really, 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 really good last year. Um, and and just, uh, just really strong shoot strong score at that. He shot from beyond the arc. Before we even get anything else, we know how vital it is for the Orlando Magic to find shooting in this draft or just find period. Barry Smith is, I don't think he's the best shooter in this draft. I I, I think that's probably going to go to Dean Murray, um, at least among the top guys, but he is still a, a really, 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 really good shooter. He was the SEC rookie of the year, all SEC consensus, all American. 16.9 points per game, 7.4 game, shooting from three, 42.9% shooting, only 3.5% from inside the arc on seven, seven field goals. And this is certainly a little bit of a concern with him. Some of that has to do with college spacing. Some of that has to do with how Auburn used him. They used him mostly as a spot-up guy um, with some mid and low post work. He had Walker Kessler, uh, who's a center that's probably going to go up the back half of the first round alongside him as a blocker. So uh, I, I think there's a lot, there's obviously a lot to like with a lot of people think that he is the most talented player and the best player in this draft. Um, Smith is, is he's a, a really good shooter. That's the, so you always have to start with him. Um, he is a fantastic defender, a guy who can get out and guard all four wing positions. Um, this guy can close gaps. He has good timing. He has good discipline. You're not going to need to teach this. You know, obviously NBA is going to have to learn how to use his, his length a little bit better. But in the college game, he erased space quickly and was just a dominant defense force. Um, 
that's obviously music to the Magic's ears. They have done so well drafting good defenders. Um, and, and they want that to be the identity of their team. Again, if you want your best player or someone you hope to be your best player to embody what you're about as a team, you know, this team wants to be about defense. Jabari Smith is about defense. I did note that two-point field goal percentage is certainly a little bit concerning. I think there's some concerns about his rebounding numbers. Although I am not concerned about that because, again, Walker Kessler was there as a really good rebounder for Auburn. Um, Smith does not did not really work off the bounce very much. Um, you know, I, I think that that is my big concern with him and why I, I, why I've consistently taken Paolo Bancaro over him when I've done done mock draft exercises so far um, is because. Smith does not have at least the tape to say that, oh, this guy can attack you off the dribble. This guy can score and hit a quick pull-up jumper or isolate and, and score when a team needs him to score. Um, I, I think at baseline, Jabari Smith is a 3 and D player. Uh, of the three guys that we're going to be talking about today, Jabari Smith is the safest of them. He's the guy that you know, certainly has upside. I'm not saying he doesn't have upside. I'm saying he, that he can't get a whole lot better. But at the very least, he's a 3 and D wing. At the very least, he's a 3 and D big, a stretch four who will defend his position, defend other positions, use his length well, use his defensive instincts real well, and hit three-pointers. If that's all he is in the league, that's really good. Is that a number one pick? Is that the guy you take with the first overall pick? That's a fair question. That is... I don't think a, a certain question or a certain answer to that question. And, and that's why uh, it's not that I'm low. I'd be very happy if Amanda took him. Um, but uh, it's, it's why I haven't had him number one on my board, despite um, how he's played. I, I think a lot of the, the, the draft experts, a lot of the college guys would tell you that um, a, a, a lot of those guys would tell you that he can get there or that, 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 you know, maybe he didn't show as much as he could have shown at Auburn. NBA spacing is going to help him a ton. Um, obviously, the Magic needs shooting as much or more than anything else. Um, and so Smith has to be really high on on, on your board. Um, again, I, I think when we're splitting, when we're talking about picking between these three players, you know, they're all really good, but they do all have flaws. There's there's, there's no getting around it. These This is not a runaway draft. This is not a draft where there's a clear number one guy, a generational talent. This is a draft where we're going to have to pick, pick some nits. We're going to have to really kind of split some hairs. And it's really just, you know, honestly, the inner is going to be super important. The way these guys relate to Jeff Weltman, to John Hammond, to Jamal Mosley, if he's involved in the interview process, this is the stuff that's going to matter. And so it's a lot of stuff that we're not going to have access to as fans as the Magic make their decision and make a final call on him. Again, I really like Jabari Smith. I think he would be a really good addition to this team. He would make them better. He would make them better immediately. Um, you know, there's some some rumblings going around or some ideas going around. Um, picking him probably would be a clue to what the Magic intend to do in free agency as well. Um, if they feel like they need someone that's going to be ready to contribute a little bit quicker, Jabari Smith is that guy. I mean, Jabari Smith can play a role. You can bring him along slowly. Or you can hand the key, you know, I don't know if you want to hand the keys over to him immediately, but certainly you can experiment with that a little bit more. And I think he'll, he'll get that opportunity in the NBA. Jabari Smith is, is going right now as the betting favorite to be the number one pick. I think if the Magic had to make a pick today, I think that's who they would. But I, I think we need to talk about my guy, the guy that I think is the number one prospect in this draft or the number one prospect for the Magic in this draft, 
We'll chat a little bit about Paolo Bancaro coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Built Bar. We all love, we all love that taste. We all love just the simple joy of scraping the batter um, of of cake or, or in this instance brownies. We all love that. We all eat that brownie batter. It's like chocolate in its purest form. We want that feeling again. We want that feeling as much as we can, as much as our diets will allow us. So you're in luck because Built has a new creation and it's better than ever. It's the brownie batter puff. You heard me right. This puff takes protein bars to a whole new level and available right now on Built.com. With 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 7 grams of sugar, brownie batter puffs are the perfect pick-me-up for any day. Built puffs are these marshmallow, are these protein-infused marshmallow puffs, um, so they're light and airy. It, it feels like you're eating a cloud, it, but you're getting all the protein and, of course, all that chocolate um, to get your fix. Um, all Built puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means with Built, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. The brownie batter puffs will have you completely forgetting that you're eating a protein bar, so no need to pinch yourself. This is indeed real life. Go to Built.com to get brownie batter puffs now. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you, Locked On Magic, part of your day every day. Now, make sure you go check out the Locked On NBA Big Board podcast. So, Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies, an author of the NBA Big Board newsletter, is joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin, giving fans an in-depth look in the NBA Draft, Mock Draft, Player Rankings, and, of course, Big Boards. It's available wherever you get podcasts. So if you've been following me, if you've been reading some of my work um, and, and looking at some of the mock drafts that I've done, I, I, I don't know if this is so against the grain, um, but I have continually picked Paolo Bancaro. And, and, and again, I, I, I think I'm like most fans. I've talked to a lot of Magic fans. Uh, I think I'm flipping between several prospects over hours. I think it's hourly that I, that I change my mind on who – I think the Magic should pick. Um, I'm personally between Jabari Smith uh, and Paolo Bancaro. We'll talk about Chet Holmgren here in a little bit. I, I, I'm not against Chet Holmgren, but, but I'll, I'll get why. I don't think he's the right pick for this team right now. Um, but I, I flip between Paolo Bancaro and Jabari Smith all the time. It, it feels, it really does feel like, like it's hourly. I'll probably in the middle of this podcast and convince myself that Jabari is the right pick or Chet's the right pick. But uh, I have gone with Paolo Bancaro in most of my mock drafts when uh, I've had the number one. Bancaro averaged two points per game, grabbed 7.8 rebounds per game, 3.2 assists per game, shot 47.8% from the floor on 13 field goal attempts per game, including 33.8% from beyond the arc. If you're asking me the 
one guy among the top players, screams star, that screams, this is a guy that's going to get you 20. This is a guy that's going to get you a big scoring game. Um, the guy that's going to win you a game at the end, or win you a playoff game. To me, that's Paolo Bancaro. Um, I've seen a lot of people compare him to Julius Randle, to, um, to, to some post players. And frankly, you know, I think his, obviously I think his upside is, you know, I don't think he's as good a scorer, but um, as either of these guys I'm about to compare him to, but, but I see him more as a Jason Tatum, Anthony type. He's a big forward who works the mid post really, really, really well, um, who can score in isolation, who can get his own basket. who's going to put in a lot of points um, and, and really, it's it, the big step for him is getting back is getting out to the three point line where I, Ben Carroll I think is capable of being a solid three point shooter, but to me the Magic's biggest need is they just need a guy who's going to create a basket, who's going to create a shot, who's going to be able to score when everything else breaks down, or just allow the Magic to run some isolation plays, um, to kind of throw the defense off. Um, what really clinched it for me, I know I've told the story a million times, but what really clinched Ben Carroll for me. It was against Arkansas. Duke um, was was winning that game fairly easily, and then Arkansas cut the lead to five midway through the second half. In two straight possessions, Duke gave the ball to Van Carroll. They specifically ran plays to get Van Carroll the ball and said, go get us a shot. Um, I know I tweeted it at the time. I don't know if it's something. Um, I don't know if it matters, but when Duke needed two key baskets, they gave it to Van Carroll. And Bancaro delivered for them. Um, I feel like that's how things work for Bancaro throughout the course of his entire season this year. Um, and so, and so, you know, obviously Bancaro was Duke's best player this year. They, they, uh, every college team has spacing issues. I think Bancaro is going to be really good at NBA spacing, where he has more room to operate, where he can bully smaller defenders if they put if they put him on, put him on them. Because remember, um, if the whoever the match draft here, Jabari, Paolo, or Chet. They're going to be playing alongside Wendell Carter. They're going to be playing alongside Franz Wagner. So there's going to be some mismatches somewhere. They're going to get smaller guys on them. This Magic team loves length. They love versatility. They're going to have, you know, of these three guys, they're going to have guys who have versatility, who have length, who are going to be able to change shots, be able to, to, to play defense. Defense is going to be the big, you know, there are two things that I think are big for, for Ben Carroll now. It's his three-point shooting. Which I think he'd get there. I, I think I think he's he's going to improve as a three point shooter as he, as he continues to develop, um, and his defense. Look, Van Carroll's defense was not good for most of the season, um, and, and a lot of it is just a want to be a good defender. Um, he has the tools. He he turned it on on several occasions. You could see that he has every ability to be a good defender. It's just about okay. Does he want to be that? And and that honestly raises a little bit of a red flag because that's a kind of desire thing and that's what's that that's something that is going to matter uh but but uh by the same token um you know Bancaro you know by the same token Bancaro shows that he can be a good defender and again with good defenders around him in a defensive system uh from Jamal Mosley um you know maybe he can get there we don't need him you don't need him to be the lockdown defender the magic have guys who can do that they have Jonathan Isaac, they have Wendell Carter, they have Jalen Suggs, they they have good defenders around him, which is going to help him, obviously. But uh, but 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 it is something that's a little bit of a concern. I think that that you know again, it's it's clearly all there. It's just it's just a matter of, a matter of effort and attention to detail, which again is is something that a lot of these NBA guys um, have, or a lot of these college guys have to learn as they enter the NBA.
again, I look at Bancaro and I just see a guy who can score, who could get me a bucket. Um, and, and, and I have to say this, the Magic haven't had a guy who can get you get this team a bucket from the perimeter since really Tracy McGrady. Um, that's the truth. They need it. You know, you look at the teams that are still in the playoffs. Miami has Jimmy Butler. Boston has Jason Tatum. Dallas has Luka Doncic. Golden State has Steph Curry. They all have perimeter guys who create shots and, and just score at will, who are able to just be crafty, use good footwork, and get baskets. Um, of the three guys that we're talking about here, Paolo Bancaro is the best of that. Uh, and that's 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 the reason why I, I have him number one on my board at the moment. That's the reason why I've taken him in every mock draft. You know, I... I you know, I, I think Jabari Smith can get there, but some of its mindset, some of it is skills. And, and, and um, at this point, I'm not sure uh, why Jabari Smith wasn't more involved offensively with Auburn. Some of it is they didn't have really good guards. Um, having Markel Fultz put the ball right in your shooting pocket is going to make everyone look better. Um, you know, I, I think there's certainly a question of, okay, if Powell, you know, I, 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 I made this note to someone as well that, you know, if the Magic draft Paolo Bancaro, it's because they believe Paolo Bancaro is going to be the team's leading scorer, is going to be that guy, that dude that everything centers around. Um, because I, I don't know what else Paolo Bancaro is if he isn't that. And so that's a little bit of a risk for sure. Um, you know, again, that that, that 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 is a fair question to ask. And again, that's why I think Jabari Smith is a much safer pick in the end. We'll talk a little bit about Chet Holmgren. I'm sure we'll talk a ton more about Chet Holmgren, um, at, at Chet Holmgren as we dive into the introduction to him here coming up in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today to use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So obviously, you know, when you think about teams, you know, they either have an identity or they have a player that is just so unique that no one knows what to do with them. They have to come up with junk defenses to, to defend him. You know, you look at Luka Doncic, a point, uh, you know, six seven point guard with his scoring ability. You look at Boston in their defense or Miami in their defense, Golden State with Steph Curry. You know, you see profiles of guys that either are just completely unique or teams that are really about their fit, about their fit and their identity. And, and in this case. You know, I think Chad Holmgren certainly has an argument to be both a guy who fits what the Magic are trying to do defensively and the identity they're trying to build, as well as someone who is really, I get this, there's no such thing as really unique, but is unique. 
There are not many seven-footers, guy who listed at seven, seven-foot-one, I believe, who can hit shots off the dribble the way that Chad Holmgren can, uh, that, that look as smooth and athletic as he does when he has the ball in his hands, when he's coming down the floor, when he's driving to the basket, when he's pulling up for a jumper. There are not many guys that have those kinds of skills. There are not many guys that block shots the way that Chet Holmgren is, with the timing that he has and and and, and the precision that he has um, as, as a defensive presence, as a paint presence for the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Um, Chet Holmgren, you know, I, I don't think it's, you know, we've seen the, the age of the unicorn come and go. It feels like there's a unicorn coming next year in Victor Wembanyama. Um, but Chad Holmgren fits every definition of the unicorn, of the guy that just does what centers aren't supposed to do, what players of, of his supposed to do. The West Coast Conference Rookie of the Year, consensus, All-America West Coast Conference Defense Play of the Year. He averaged 14.1 points per game, 9.9 rebounds per game, 3.7 blocks per game, 0.7% shooting from the floor, 39% shooting from three, 71.7% shooting from the foul line, while playing alongside uh, another really accomplished center center in Drew. Holmgren does so much so well, and it is impossible to ignore him. You can be a little bit afraid of him for a lot of the reasons that we became afraid of Mobamba. Certainly centers, despite Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid being the top two two players in MVP voting. Centers are not necessarily what you can build your roster around. You certainly need a center. You need a good center. But very clearly, wings and guards are kind of what's driving the league right now and driving success in the league right now. Um, Holmgren would need some help. And obviously, the Magic have Jalen Suggs, a former AAU teammate. The Magic have Markel Fultz. They have some guys. They have Franz Wagner. They have, they have some guys. Um, Holmgren... Holmgren can do a lot and add a lot to this team. So, you know, I, I, I am really between part, you know, uh, Smith and, you know, Jabari Smith and Paolo Bancaro, but Chet Holmgren should be in that conversation too. The question with Chet Holmgren is a, a well-noted one. He weighs only 190 pounds. He look he, he's very, very slim. Um, he does not seem like he has the ability to put on a ton of weight. There's always leg injury concerns with guys like him. We saw what happened to Kristaps Porzingis at the end of the day. Um, and so certainly those questions are going to chase Chet Holmgren around. Get him an NBA weight training program. I am sure that he will be able to put on some muscle, but he may never be a hulking center. He may never be a guy who can defend Joel, the Joel Embiid's of the world, as many of those as there are. The good news, though, is he is not afraid of that challenge. Um, and I think that's really, really important. He is not afraid to take a hit. He went up against um, against Jalen Duran of Memphis. And yeah, he got into foul trouble in the NCAA tournament game, but he went blow for blow for him. He was willing to absorb that contact. He was willing to push back as much as he could. Now, he couldn't do very much, um, but he held his own against a really physical center in in, in Jalen Duran, Jalen Duran of Memphis in the NCAA. So in that sense, then, Holmgren does have the ability to improve. He does have the ability to be a factor in that way and be someone who can at least be a presence or, 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 or be uh, someone who um, isn't as much of a negative in the low post. Um, he's certainly not, not going to shy away uh, from, from that contact at all or from that challenge. 
I, I, in this way, I do think Orlando is set up really well to, to absorb him and put him in a position to succeed. Um, the Magic played Wendell Carter with Mo Bamba last year. And, and obviously, um, Holmgren played with Drew Timmy last year as well. So he's used to playing alongside another big, another kind of low post big, low post big as well. Um, in that sense, you know, Holmgren's going to have some cover. He might have to defend fours. He might have to defend some power forwards in the process as, as, as you, you stick Carter Wendell on, on some of the bigger centers in the league. Cause he can take that pounding. He can take that contact. Um, but that I think could put Holmgren in a position to succeed where he's on the perimeter shooting threes. He's not necessarily jostling for position uh, on the glass or, or the magic can spread the floor out for him a little bit or use him to spread the floor too. Um, I do think Chet Holm, again, all three of these guys are good picks. There are flaws with all three of them very, very clearly. There is no runaway first overall pick. There's no runaway generational talent in this draft. Um, but all three can be players and all three can make impact for this team. You get the number one pick to have this choice. It's not an easy choice. Don't get me wrong. It's a choice that they very easily could get wrong. And if they get, get it wrong, um, you know, again, Getting it wrong, not meaning getting it wrong, meaning getting a player who can't contribute, who can't play. That's the you know that's the kind of thing that that sends rebuilds back, costs general managers their jobs in some in some respects. This is pick the magic do have to get right, and that they do have to get a player, but they have three really good choices here. Um, again, is it going to be the generational star player that leads the magic to a championship? Who knows? Um, it, it, this doesn't feel like Shaq. This doesn't even feel like Dwight Howard as much as there is a debate between Dwight Howard and Emeka Okafor back, back in the day, back in 2004. Um, but Orlando is in a really good spot to get a really, obviously in the best spot to get a really good player. Um, and if they're just picking between these three, as many suspect, they got good choices. They got some really good choices to make here. And, and guys who are going to make an impact for this team. Thank you again for listening to today's episode of Magic. Of find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Sit your tune in Himaly, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey. All the fun places to download podcasts enabled to listen to this. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us on Twitter at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us, go make your second listen Locked on NBA. From the first jump ball of the play-in tournament to the last possession of the finals, Locked on experts take you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis affecting all 30 teams. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Ross from Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.